WKNC 88.1. This is Grizzly here, and we are debuting our brand new feature for the Local Artist of the Month. I am here with Baobab and a couple of members from Virgin's Family Band. Thank you for joining me, Phil. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's great. Really excited for this. Um, so you guys have a double album release show coming up in February. The 22nd. Yes, yes. at the Local 506. Yep. And it is going to be fantastic. Yep. I'm really excited for it. It's going to be really cool. Um, you also have an album coming out March 12th. Uh, March twelfth. That's correct. March twelfth. Yeah. Awesome. So, what? How would you say it sounds sonically compared to your first one? Um, I'd say it's pretty uh, consistent. Um, it's it's uh, maybe a continuation of a lot of the stuff. Uh, hopefully, it's it's a uh, uh, you know it's a it's those sort of sounds those ideas but developed a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty consistent. Right. I'd say. And that's getting re-released, I heard? Um, well. So the, the first album will be re-released through MTV. Really? Uh, through um, uh, something called Hype, Hype Music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that'll be, I believe, like the middle of, of this month. So awesome. may, maybe a week from now or so. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, the other album will be March 12th. Right, and you, I heard a little bit also about you were working with a filmmaker for a video that will be coordinated with this can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so there's a there's a german filmmaker uh named christoph mollen who has gotten uh, a fair amount of recognition recently uh, I mean, you could find interviews on huffington post and so on um, he does really spectacular time-lapse uh photography mostly of of uh you know nighttime sky so he does sort of this sort of nighttime photography um it's quite spectacular. So, anyways, I, I saw some of his videos and and was um, found him pretty pretty moving. So wrote him, right. thinking that he was he was there was no chance he would uh, be interested in some sort of collaboration. Uh, but as it happened, he he liked the the music quite a lot. Um, so we've so basically he uh, there's a video for a new song called Low Down Bay, um, which uses uh, footage that he shot. Um, and then there's also another video he did with an uh, astronaut named Donald Petit, uh, who's who I think holds some some record for longest uh, time spent in space. That's or you cool. know he's one of the yeah yeah, um, and uh, and so he used some of my my song, my music for for that video. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm I think it's it's really cool. Yeah, how would you, how would you say that it visually relates to like the audio aspects of your album? Like, what do you think that what particularly struck you about his like filmmaking that you chose to represent your music? Um, well, it was, um, I mean, it's 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 aesthetically speaking, it's just very beautiful to watch. Um, so I I wouldn't want to. Uh, speak too much for the music but hopefully right, the, the right. music aesthetically is is pleasant to listen to so hopefully there's some sort of you know compliment complimentary relation there um but uh but yeah it was it, so so the idea was basically to uh to merge the music so this applies to, to albemar to all sorts of of the multimedia sort of right. things that we do um ideally it would be the case that every uh different media is is good or interesting or or pretty on its own. Um, so, and I think that's the case with the videos. The videos are, are quite, you know, you basically yeah. you could you could hit mute, 
and it would still be worth watching, you know, through. And hopefully it's the case that if you turn the video off, you'd still want to listen yeah, to, yeah. to the song. But, so that was sort of, you know, the, the reason I, I thought to, you know, to use it as a music video. Awesome. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier. You brought in a couple of new songs for us, mm -hmm. and the first few were from this new EP. In 7.59 billion years, we're all going to die. <laughs> yes. Is this accurate? Is this... Is it? Um, so, uh, according to, to some, uh, cosmologists, that is, that is true. Okay. Um, unless, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a Keter's Paribus claim. So there's, uh, so, so basically the, the, the time referred to is when, uh, the sun will explode. Well, explode. Basically. Yes. Um, so, but it's, you know, obviously it's possible that we, we move somewhere else. Right. <laughs> right. Know? So it's a bit sci-fi, but so you know, with it, it's within the realm of plausibility, I think. What what is the music with this? Is this going to be consistent with pretty much everything else that you've got going on right now, or is it taking a different direction? Uh, you the the most recent. Release? Yeah, this will the EP be as similar as you said the LP will be to the first one. Oh right, um, good question. So the the EP is um, much more acoustic. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was the the EP was recorded uh, just this winter. And I was I spent a month in London and in Paris, uh, and all I brought with me was was a guitar. Uh, I had access to a piano, but um, but a lot of the electronic sounds that come from you know the keyboard and right. and so on um, that I have at my house are absent. So it's it's much more kind of stripped down, um, and you know trying to to do creative things with very limited. Uh, instrumental means right yeah awesome well i think we are going to go ahead and get to a couple of those tracks from that ep and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about your writing process recording and a little bit about some other writings that you've gotten into okay, you, you may know what i'm getting ready to <laughs> yeah. talk about but um yeah we are getting ready to play a couple tracks from that new ep that will be coming out after the baobab album it is called in 7.59 billion years we're all gonna die and this for First track is called Madeline Street. Is that how you? Uh, Magdalene Street. Magdalene Street. All right, awesome. And you're listening to it right here on WKNC 88.1. <laughs>
WKNC 88.1, we are back here with Baobab, and you guys just heard a couple tracks from the LP that will be coming out from Baobab. That was called uh, Magdalene Street was the first one you heard, and the second one was Low Dalem Bay. 
Um, and we are about to talk a little bit about your writing process because we were chatting a little bit while the music was playing about how different you have to approach these things that you're putting out with your music live as opposed to, you know, like in the bedroom. And so what what is the thought process when you're doing this? Do you have it all already planned out or is it kind of just like a piece together of the puzzle as you're practicing this live show? Um, so, so originally, um, the first album was, was not really intended to be performed live. Um, so I feel like this, it's a, it's an interesting predicament that, um, you know, modern recording technology has, has created, right. um, you can, you can create a full band sound, uh, alone. Um, but you know, to, to really, to make money, to, to, to do music as a, uh, a, a for a living, um, you have to, to, pl- to perform live. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a, a bit of a quandary trying to translate stuff that, you know, uh, more and more musicians I think are, are recording alone, uh, in creating this very, you know, rich, dense, uh, full band sort of sound. Um, and then going out on the road and trying to, you know, so, so somebody like Dan Deacon just has an iPod. Yeah. You know, the iPod mini, um, other bands, uh, uh, or other musicians will hire you know a whole band to play. Um, so initially, I feel like um, we struggled a bit to figure out how to to reproduce the sounds. Um, more recently, we've we've added so 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 I've been playing guitar and keyboards, um, and I loop a lot of stuff live. Yeah. And then I have uh, my partner Whitney Trutine, uh, who's a graduate student at Duke. Uh, she plays keyboards and has uh, a little sampler um, to create, you know, to create this sort of nice sonic environment. Yeah. Live. Uh, and then we got a drummer Josh Stoll from uh, Justin Robinson, the uh, Marionettes. Awesome. Um, so, which which I feel like has added a whole new uh, life to the song's life. I also feel like it's it's sort of an interesting and, and not obvious. Uh, uh, fact that there are plenty of songs that sound great recorded that don't sound good live yeah. or, or bands more generally you know bands that that have a great live performance if you listen to the recording it's not it's not so yeah so it's moving. not it's not the same thing yeah and vice versa exactly um so we're basically the idea i i think is to to reinvent a lot of the songs um uh with so when I do the recording, I have the the recording in mind, uh, um, and then we're sort of reinventing those with the live performance in mind, you know, to create something that's that's high energy and yeah, you know, interesting visually and and theatrically or whatever. So, are you are you incorporating certain visual aspects? Is that is that a, a, a visual? Hint, hint? Yeah, or just or just the actual like getting the energy displayed on stage and so um, Well, I think for for Baobab. Uh, specifically, it's just, it's mainly just sort of getting the, the musical yeah. energy there. Um, but for our show at the, the local 506 on the 22nd with Virgin's Family Band, uh, there will definitely be a very prominent uh, and, and very interesting uh, uh, visual uh, aspect with um, some shadow puppets. And uh, so, I mean, they would be, they would be better to, to ask about this they, they know more of the details about okay this, but okay uh it's going to be a really spectacular very creative i think really interesting show 
But we, it definitely sure. sounds like it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah. after we finish this little bit of chit chatting, I'm going to play some music from Virgin's Family Band's album, which is fantastic. In case anyone does not know, it's incredible, and I'm really excited for the show. And um, it's it's awesome seeing, like I said, how this stuff is going to get fleshed out because it is going to be such a different experience than listening to it right here. You know, like sitting through speakers. It's just the energy does get displayed and it's just such a fantastic thing to see all yeah. of these different styles meshing together like you, drums from justin robinson and the marionettes you know like <laughs> it's going to translate and it's going to be awesome and that's just a really exciting thing yeah um, we're, we're really excited about it so it's and been a lot of fun speaking of the studio aspect you did mixing for metrics of affection the new bombadil album right yes yeah awesome. so i co-mixed that with uh with carl i'm forgetting his last name uh my apologies to carl <laughs> um, but yeah, I co-mixed that, uh, and I'm really excited about it. I think it's a, it's a great album. And so how did all of that come about? Like friends with guys in the band already? Yeah. So, so I actually sent them, uh, some of my songs, uh, really be so, some of the early Baobab songs, but before Baobab was, uh, a, pro a proper entity. Yeah. It came to fruition. Yeah, so to exactly. Um, basically just, just ask if they wanted to, to hang out or talk, talk about music. Uh, which is something I enjoy doing. Um, so when they responded, we we became we became friends. Uh, so then I think they, you know, I I really liked their songwriting and their performance, and I think they liked my my mixing. So we thought, why not? Uh, yeah, combine the two. put them together with our powers combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you working on you know producing with other artists in the area like that, or, or are you just kind of sticking with Bombadil for the time being? Um, I would definitely be be interested. Uh, in working with with other bands, um, maybe the the main uh, issue is just you know the the resource of time is yeah is very yeah. finite. And so. speaking of that, it seems like it would be difficult to do all of this stuff while you are writing a book. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you wrote this book, A Crisis of Faith: Atheism, Emerging Technologies, and the Future of Humanity, and it sounds awesome. Like, what? How did you balance the process of this? Like, how long were you writing this book? Uh, so I, I probably spent uh, maybe a year writing it, um, but a lot of the ideas were were fleshed out uh, prior to that. In I mean, I published a few academic kind of papers, um, so so it was really just sort of. Uh, I mean, the the book is is written for a general uh, uh, audience, um, so it was just sort of rewording uh, things to. To, to be a bit more digestible, right, for, for most readers. Um, but really, the the first album was was uh, uh, was written uh, or was recorded while I was writing the book, and um, uh, and it those songs were recorded basically um, to take a break from writing, uh, and it just so happened at the end. I thought uh, I kind of I you know really liked. I was surprised at how much I. I I had enjoyed the you know recording music and, yeah. and stuff, and I thought maybe I should I should pursue that a bit more. Did you find the like philosophical academic writing styles like bleeding over into your musical writing, or did you do a good job of like you know like distinguishing this is when I'm working on this book and this is the stuff that's just going to be strictly in my music? Yeah, um, I would s uh, say that the the uh, academic -y kind of stuff has definitely had an influence. On the music, um, maybe that's more evident with uh, with the the most recent uh, LP, um, 
because all the songs are, are named after various places. Right. Um, and uh, uh, some of those places are, are uh, you know, other side of the, of the galaxy. So there's one song called Glisa 667CC, uh, which is named after an Earth-like planet. Oh. Um, which is, you know, some 22 light years from Earth. So, so basically my interest in, uh, sort of nerdy interest in cosmology and stuff, uh, is sort of, you know, inspired. I, I actually really, really like the, the idea that I don't see science and art as, as in conflict. Right. Uh, as much as a, I think a lot of people, uh, really do. Um, and I certainly find science, like, very inspiring. Yeah, there's, uh, and there's definitely tasteful ways to incorporate it without feeling like it's like attempting to be this high art like it's yeah. yeah it definitely has you know like a relatable approach to it what was the main inspiration for like naming all of these things after places instead of like, um something i guess more relevant to not saying that it's yeah. an irrelevant you know <laughs> but like something within the music as most people do right um i think uh for me uh music uh there, there's there's a strong connection between sort of visual like environments and and images and music um so i, I suppose uh everybody has this to, to some extent you know acoustic songs don't tend to conjure up images of of uh you know uh urban landscapes yeah um but i guess for me you know oftentimes really just just uh uh watching a beautiful video of natural you know scenery or something it, it can be pretty inspiring um so i don't know I, I think it was just sort of thinking about these different places around earth and you know sort of otherworldly places um is just really fascinating and and really uh inspiring definitely and what musically do you draw your influences from most um it's pretty pretty diverse uh i definitely like the books um, and, uh, it's, it's probably a bit cliche to mention Animal Collective, but yeah, no, but definitely understandable I, though. I, I think those guys are, are very, very good musicians and, uh, it's really inspiring. And I grew up with, with Cat Stevens and, um, and Paul Simon. Yeah. So, so in fact, uh, people t uh, twice have, have mentioned Cat Stevens and Paul Simon. Yeah. I uh, think without me mentioning, I've definitely yeah. seen the Paul Simon. I think I talked a little bit. I was, uh, did a review for the first album in comparisons to like great, like the elements of Graceland where yeah. he drew from like African music, yeah. and, which is very welcome. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely can feel that influence in there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome to see that. Is there a particular like world style music that, you've drawn influence from or is that just you feel like come from the paul simon aspects of it um yeah i i think so so paul simon led me to uh music from from south africa yeah. the zulu yes uh, uh mbakanga sort of style and um which which uh to my surprise i enjoy ended up enjoying much more than the actual paul simon yeah stuff which i felt like was was uh was a good imitate you know very very good imitation um, but the original stuff is is really extraordinary and rich and beautiful and, and highly sophisticated music, in, in my opinion. Um, so certainly that I feel like the the African music had more of an influence on the first album. Uh, I I do think the African uh, music there's sort of there's sort of uh, uh, roots for me, you know, yeah. like deep uh, deep deep inside uh, that that's a sort of uh, point of reference 
point of musical reference for me. Um, but since then, I don't know, I've, I've been trying to explore more um, electronic-y stuff. And then the EP is, has sort of gone back to... Um, Bare bones. And, yeah, real yeah. acoustic-y, kind of stripped-down uh, kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, we are going to get ready and play some music from Virgin's Family Band. These guys are playing the double album release show with Baobab. That is February 22nd, I believe, at the local 506, and it's going to be incredible. This is Moon Breath off of Virgin's Family Band debut full length, and it's incredible. We're going to play a couple tracks from this, and then when we come back, we are going to be doing a little bit of live music with Baobab, and then a little bit more chat, and then some new music from Baobab as well. So definitely stay tuned. WKNC 88.1. Moon
WKNC 88.1. We are in the studio right now with Baobab and a couple members from Virgin's Family Band. You guys just heard Lily Molusco and Moon Breath from their full length. As we mentioned earlier, um, Baobab and Virgin's Family Band are going to have their double album release show at the Local 506 on February 22nd. Fantastic show. And coming up, we have two live tracks from Baobab. And very excited about this. Um, you're listening to it right here. This is our Local Artist of the Month feature with Baobab. You can be listening to these guys throughout the rest of the month. And this is also going to be posted on our blog on WKNC.org. Very, very excited to have these guys into the studio. So without further ado, Baobab. That was wonderful. That was the guys from Baobab joined on Harmony with some members of Virgin's Family Band. Uh, like I said, very excited to have these guys in the studio. We are going to have another live track from these guys, and then it's going to be followed up by some more new music from Baobab's upcoming full length. So without further ado, once again, we have some more live music from Baobab. on your side 
WKNC 88.1. I am here once again with Phil from Baobab. Um, they just played two incredible songs here in the studio, and we heard two more tracks from his LP that is going to be coming out on March 12th called Baobab. It's, I believe it's just a say it, say it like it's spelled type album name. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about your writing process. You said you do most of this solo when you're recording it, right? Yeah, actually, um, uh, I think I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, I had to someone sing on the first album on one song, but I think other than that, it's, it's entirely, I mean, from the, the writing to the mastering right. level, it's stuff that I've, I've done myself. So how does it usually just kind of come in waves or do you like to start with a particular aspect of it? Cause I know it seems like starting acoustically is the natural process and then you layer it out with the keyboards and yeah. all of that stuff. Do you, and speaking of which, do you use entirely analog stuff for your electronics or do you use like a DAW or some sort of MIDI process? Um, I actually don't use MIDI at all. Awesome. Um, pretty it's, much. It's every, good to hear. It's yeah. good to hear now. Um, I'm glad to hear that's, that's good. To hear. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I, um, I don't usually, I don't have a, uh, a sort of normal way of approaching with respect to, to, uh, the acoustic versus more electronic. Um, for me, it's really like about finding some kind of musical idea, usually like a riff or something that I could build a song around. And so sometimes that's that's electronic, um, in in its uh, you know timbre. And, right. Um, other times it's acoustic, but but you know sometimes I think about it as as uh, you know, a lot of the songs structurally are are quite simple. Uh, there's only a few chord changes usually, yeah. um, but there's a whole lot of layers. And I, I think insofar as it's interesting, it's interesting because there are lots of melodies and harmonies and um, uh, I like the idea of, of music that you can, uh, that is the, the term I use is fecund. You know, you can, you can listen to it multiple times and every time, hopefully you, you can hear something kind of, kind of new. I, I can yeah. definitely, definitely get that vibe from it. Like a lot, a lot, especially with the new stuff, there's a lot of those new, you know, like the, the kind of like world inspired polyrhythms going on and everything. And it's definitely feels like there is so many layers that you can kind of just peel back with this stuff and it's it's really an awesome experience to have and i can definitely see how that translates with your like academic writing history that you have it's like you do kind of you don't have to like peel back the layers to get to the yeah for the, better or the for core worse, yeah i, I do like yeah. density and complexity yeah no definitely got some density <laughs> within Veovab. um do you plan on touring around with this new stuff or are you gonna try and stick with you know just playing around here for the time being um yeah i think we're definitely gonna uh gonna tour um now that i have uh, josh stoll on drums um the, i feel like the live uh sort of incarnation of uh, baobab is is viable <laughs> and, yeah you know is is uh is maybe on its own uh hopefully you know interesting and, and worth coming out to see um so and we also have a we have a label for the new for the new album um, which is a spinoff of Lefsa Records, uh, which is probably what most well known for like Neon Indian and, and Youth Lagoon, things That's like awesome. that. Um, so I feel like we have a, a nice sort of PR apparatus supporting us. Um, so yeah, definitely it would be it would be a, a missed opportunity to if we did yeah. go out and, and 
you know, try to play. Definitely really excited to hear some of this stuff fleshed out live. Like we have mentioned before, there is a double album release show coming up at the local 506, February 22nd. It's going to be awesome. And um, thanks for joining me. I really enjoyed having you guys all here. It was awesome, awesome first installment of this Artist of the Month feature. Thanks so much for having us. You guys will be listening to Baobab throughout the month as we include them within our schedules. And we are getting ready to play this out with one more track from the upcoming Baobab LP. It is called Humans Tend to Occupy the Lower Half of Rooms, which very astute observation. Very astute observation. Uh, this has been Greza giving you the local artist of the month. You can hear more of our local artists of the month every month if you believe that. Um, like I said, this is some new Baobab playing for you to end this first session. Thanks for joining, and I will be back with you guys in March.
Stone and 